to Tarot for the Wild Soul, Deep Conversations in Tarot Medicine for Your Highest Evolution. Welcome to my very special segment to celebrate end of the year, end of days, this insane transit that we're in. Um, my special segment today with a very special guest, Ask a Tarot Reader, with returning amazing all-star guest, Mystical Mandrake Group. Hello. Hey. <laughs> we have been, full disclosure, hanging out for like <laughs> like an hour. <laughs> More than an hour, I think. Yeah, like talking about just bullshitting. Oh, it's so good to have you back. Thank you for coming back. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be back. Uh, it's always so fine to have you. So today is usually the day when I do kind of like a lesson or some kind of wild soul. Oh, I refuse to cut the podcast for this, but I have Alexa now in my house <laughs> who is, I hate it so much. Do you have never not asked you? Do you have Alexa? No, it actually really creeps me out. Yeah, so I don't think I will ever have one of those unless <clears throat> my partner wants one. But I'm mm-hmm. like really like legit freaked out by those. I can't. <laughs> I, I can't deal with it. <laughs> well, it comes on. I've turned her off now. It comes on like when you're not talking about her. See, creepy. Yeah. <laughs> And like we already have so much like the other day um, I was in this room recording and like my husband's shortwave radio just came on. It's not plugged into I mean we have ghosts we have spirits all over this apartment but like mm-hmm. who like to play. They're just playful. But um, now I feel like I have a robot version of that and I I don't know how I feel about it. And I also feel like, as I mentioned to you before, it only responds to my husband. <laughs> like, oh, she he, has a crush. he gives her a command and she obeys it. <laughs> she has a crush. And when I, I think she does, <laughs> when I give her a command, like a simple Alexa, please turn on the light, she's like, I'm sorry, I don't understand that. <laughs> she's so passive aggressive. Yeah. And then, like, it supports my husband being like, babe, like, you know, let me, like, ask her, which, like, you know, he's so cool. Like, he's that's not his attitude. But, um, yeah, so she just popped on and I, I uh, shut her off. Shut her off. Um, yeah, as I was saying before, Alexa very rudely interrupted me. That this is typically <laughs> a, an episode where um, I teach something. And I wanted to do something special for end of the year. And I'm hoping that you and I can do this together, like, once every three months slash four months to honor... A solstice. Oh, yes. You know what I'm saying? And that's my favorite time is the solstice. I mean, so. which is. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I just really wanted to do something special. And I thought, what better thing to do than like a Q&A? Like, what the fuck else are we going to do with this time? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, now I'm excited because now, like, publicly, everyone knows that you're going to be the Ask the Tarot Reader co-host, like, forever, as long as you don't yeah. want to come. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, you're stuck with me now. I mean, <laughs> it's my pleasure to be stuck with you. Um, really quickly, before we get to our first questions, um, I'm sitting here with a, a sprained ankle. Um, fresh off of a four-day migraine, uh, this Mercury retrograde, <laughs> I, like, I always go in so bold. Like, so bold. It's like a Greek myth. <laughs> like, I go in, like, I'm like, this will have no effect on me at all. Yeah. And it, the more confident I am, the worse it is. 
This one is really tough. Um, we shared about it a little bit, but just for our listeners, how are you hanging in? I am doing the best I can. Yeah, um, the best you can. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's just very much that message of like, you know, kind of similar to that whole healers need healing too kind of a thing. Yeah. And be on top of that, just being an astrologer, I know what's going on. I know <laughs> this Mercury retrograde was like a slap in the face and a kick in the stomach. Mm. And <laughs> I knew like how I should best prepare for it. Mm. And, but I still managed to like book the month of December like an insane person yeah. with three official days off. For a whole month. That I don't know how I did this. Really I don't know tough how, blow. I know. I like <laughs> oh started God. the month like, ooh, this I'm planning this so well. No, I wasn't. I was blinded yeah. by like a Neptunian haze or something. And <laughs> I really looked at the schedule once Mercury retrograde started and I was like, How did I give myself like water sign dominant, Pisces yeah. Sun, only three days off? For a month. I'm going to yeah. go insane. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it's been rough. Um, mm. And I'm just trying to remember all the, you know, all the reads, like revise, rest, yeah, all of that stuff. Um, but it's definitely been rough. I mean, I've had my fair share of like <laughs> looking at my schedule and crying <laughs> or, or opening my email. And there's like so many that I start, I'm just kind of like, <sighs> I feel like the way my stuff, my grossest stuff manifests in emails. I just can't bring myself to write them sometimes. Like people it, like, yeah, I, it's I really it. hard sometimes. It's almost like yeah, it's like it's a feeling of of course, like I'm so grateful for oh. it, and I like even it's incredible. I'm like crafting an email about yeah. like the people that are waiting to hear from me that yeah. like I will contact them in January. So it's like beautiful, so great. I feel so nourished, but like yeah. the anxiety level <laughs> I know. when I open my email account sometimes, it's just like I it's also... like is there vodka in the kitchen? Because I think I need some <laughs> before I start reading. <laughs> I also feel like and I. I this is not any kind of negative stain on anyone who 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 writes me on like anything like that. Um, but I do feel like you know how some people. This is, this is about to be a very, like an extremely stupid comment, but um, you know how like uh, like everyone from researchers to scientists, whatever, like say like we we do not have enough evidence to show the effects on smartphones, on like oh, yeah. the neuropsychology Definitely. of people, on biochemistry, whatever. I feel like there is not enough research done on like energetically. I feel like every time I answer an email in certain transits, it's like taking off a finger. Yeah. Like <laughs> even, and I don't know why. Because there's nothing wrong with, no one's asking anything of me. Like, they're beautiful emails. Yeah. Like, sometimes it's just, like, simply responding to an RSVP. Like, things that that require answering that yes. I just can't seem to do. And, um, you know, we're working on that over here at Casa <laughs> Mac. But I have, um, even with my my assistant, who is the best, and, like, so extraordinary and I need her for yeah. scheduling like I just can't seem to do it sometimes and I'm trying right now especially in this retrograde to just be gentle with myself around that I have a oh, lot of definitely. judgment and the gentle thing I think is a big theme with all of this too and because it's and it's something that like 
you know, like we were talking about mm-hmm. and I talked about in my circles and yeah. like even though awareness of the gentleness, I have not been the most gentle with myself over the last week. Us, even though I, I keep reminding myself. I mean, I, I cannot believe we've both been doing that. Like I just simply haven't eaten. It'll be like one PM. Yeah. I'm like losing my mind. I can't see. Like I you know, I'm like I'm like bumping around and then I'm like, oh yeah. That was me last night. I yeah. was like full rage mode. My poor partner had to deal with, like, you know, full-blown hungry water sign Mars and Scorpio (laughs) madness. And I was like, why am I losing it? Oh, I haven't eaten. I should have some food. Yeah, like, at all. It's such a simple thing. It's Yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, Self-care. I think that's been another one, too, is this retrograde. It's just, like... Yes. Attention to, yeah, it's, like, self-care and being gentle. And even that theme of slowing down, Mm -hmm. it's, like, of course, it's a big thing. Everybody knows it about Mercury retrograde. But I didn't slow down with this crazy schedule. And then, like, all of a sudden this week I woke up, like, just so physically exhausted. Mm -hmm. Actually, this weekend. And my body was, like, you're not – you're going to cancel some things. You know that, right? And I was just, like, Mm -hmm. but I don't want to cancel. And my body's, like, no, you're canceling. So I was, like, Mercury retrograde just made me Mm -hmm. slow down this weekend. Yeah. And thank God for it. You know, it's, like – but I so resonate, like, every day of my life pretty much with, like, the – it's a yes even though I don't necessarily, like, want to. And I was just sharing about this on my Instagram that – the Mercury, um, well, I didn't relate it to Mercury. I was just sharing on a tarot challenge that I'm doing that basically like Queen of Swords came up for me around like what's my relationship to food. Mm-hmm. And there is a Queen of Swords within me because I was anorexic and bulimic for so long and have such severe hypoglycemia and there's still so much wrapped up in eating for me yeah. and cooking. I like to do it, but in certain moods, like I'm really it's short of incapable. It's like a little shy of incapable. But the only way that I've been able to work through that and do any kind of healing around that is really the cultivation of this like mother bear that's like, I am my daughter and I feed my kid. Oh, that's beautiful. No matter what. Like no matter what. Like you don't, you just feed your kid. You do the best you can, but you have to, it doesn't matter what you're feeding your kid sometimes. Like you just have to feed your kid. Yeah. So, and that has gotten me to eat when I haven't wanted to eat. But in this transit, it's like I'm just forgetting. I don't know what the fuck is going on. Yeah, it's like I, the, crazy. The mind fog is real. It is real. <laughs> like Anias. It is so real. I like seriously forgot what day it was at one point last week. <laughs> I just didn't know what was going on. And I took the train in the wrong direction. Oh. I was going to go meet a friend and I went <laughs> uptown. And it took me four stops, four, to realize I was going uptown. Can I tell you a story? <laughs> yes. Speaking of this, this is so, I feel like this is the most deeply embarrassing, like, confronting, revealing. Like, okay, so for anyone who doesn't live in New York or even some people do, like, I feel like there are going to be some people who are going to be like, what is she talking about? But. I was on a six train going downtown from Spring to Brooklyn Bridge City Hall. Mm-hmm. And I get off at Brooklyn Bridge City Hall and I take the floor home to Franklin Avenue. And I like wasn't paying attention. And like the train, I've never been on the six 
because I'm sure you know this, that when the six reaches the end, sorry, I'm boring everybody, but when the six reaches the end of the line, I didn't know this, but it it wraps around and goes to the other side of the platform and just goes uptown. Yeah. I didn't know that. And so it descended into like the bowels and I wasn't paying attention until it was like too late. Oh no. I was like, where am I going? It, It was the scariest I panicked so hard. And, like, in retrospect, like, where would they be taking me? They're going to park the train. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? But, like, I deeply panicked. I panicked so hard. And, like, that's been this transit for me. Yeah. You know, when I leave the house, I sprain my ankle. I think I'm, like, going down into a tunnel to be left there. Or, like, (laughs) I'm just not leaving the house. So (laughs) stay inside until it's over. Yeah. Like, pretty much. Um, You mentioned... I'd love to like chat about this a little bit. Yeah. So, um, you mentioned just now like water dominant. So, you and I have been on a real kickeroo lately yes. with dominance. And I mentioned it on my Instagram. You mentioned it on your Instagram. And it's been like the time of my life. And we'll, I guess I'll put something on the podcast for anyone who doesn't know what we're talking about. But basically, can you describe it? Like, could you explain to people? Like, is Walter Pullen like responsible for that, or is I, was that a thing before Walter Walter Pullen? I think. I mean, I'm just gonna give a disclaimer because I'm not sure, but because it's named after him, I think he might have <laughs> been. Assume. He had something to do with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but any fact finders out there listening, feel free to dive in sure. and gather all the evidence you need. Sure. But. But as far as my understanding goes, mm-hmm. it, I like my knowledge of it starts with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So basically, um, this has changed my life because I'm an astrology like, um, like uh, just not very good at it. Like I know the basics, if you know, absolute basics. Um, but the, the dominant thing has been so life changing for me because. I feel like basically the the thing with this Walter Pullen guy and the idea of dominance is that you essentially put your birth information into this very specific area of astro.com and it pulls up this chart that essentially lets you know what modality, element, sign, and planet you mm-hmm. are dominant in as a person. And I feel like it has truly given me a new lease on life. It's and amazing to see it. It's yeah. amazing. And I feel like it actually sums up people that I know, like more than anything else. Like it helps me understand them more. I feel like all the people that I know a lot of moon dominance, like they look like it. Mm-hmm. They like are. Like I feel like I can tell a Venus dominant now. Do you know what I mean? Oh, like, definitely. There's something just very specific about it. So we are exactly the same with one discrepancy. So we're both fixed dominant. We're both water dominant. We're yep. both Scorpio dominant. Minus to a hilarious degree. <laughs> like, there's like crazy. And you are Pluto dominant. Yes. And I am Mercury dominant with Pluto in a very close second. So I feel like though some people... When I've seen their dominance, like they don't even have a close second. So I mentioned the close I've second. I've noticed that too. Yeah. yeah. And some people are just dominant. Definitely. And yeah. you know, for everybody out there listening, um, once you try it, just like, you know, when you look at it, you'll be looking for, you know, things are numbered one to 
yeah. 12 or whatever. Yeah. And then that's how you're looking for the dominance and they'll yeah. tell you a percentage. And it's just really helpful, I think, to know what elements, what planet mm-hmm. kind of dominates you because it can answer a lot for you despite what your sun sign is. So say, for yeah. example, you're like, you know, Sagittarius, but you're kind of like a homebody and you you feel a little more ruled by your emotions. You're, the moon is probably up in your top three. Yeah. You know, and that can probably describe a lot of why you're not so much like hopping in planes and cars and like, <laughs> yeah. you're just like, no, I, I want to be home with my mm. like three best friends or something. So mm. I think it's worth it for everybody to explore. It's like pretty amazing because yeah. uh, there could be some stuff that you already just like knew and felt and then you have an answer kind of validated in front of you. Mm-hmm. And like, with, uh, I would say, or even just powerful connections. It's like how similar ours are with the Pluto dominance. And then, like, yeah. I always felt very, like, my Saturn was very important in my life. And Saturn's my close second to Pluto. Wow. So it's like, even oh, yeah, though right. even though I'm a Pisces, I'm ruled mostly by Pluto and Saturn. And it totally. just makes so much sense for me. And same, like, I'm an Aries and every single astrologer I've ever been to, you included, have talked about nothing but the Scorpio. And, <laughs> <laughs> like, the eighth house. And I, I knew that I... I'm married to a Scorpio like but you and I have all you know we've spoken about this like have gotten along so famously like since we met just like kicked it so easy my husband is exactly the same um dominance as you are like Pluto he is a Scorpio but like Pluto Scorpio fixed and water and he is like best friend like easy yeah. like just the easiest person for me to be be around what is your partner my he is actually mercury Ooh. mercury saturn <laughs> venus dominant nice yeah which is good because i'm so much so i'm good. so much water like sure that's why I just, I call, I call him the tree because I'm just like <laughs> deep river ocean and I can't. What's his sign? <laughs> Aquarius. Oh, it's beautiful. Which is like the only, re- yeah, I think the only reason it's been like so long and it works out is an Aquarius sun. <laughs> I don't know who else could like handle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like fixed Scorpio dominant Pisces with like Venus mm-hmm. and moon in Aquarius. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's like, of course, an Aquarius sun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With oh, a Virgo moon, beautiful. which is like so sweet. He's a Virgo moon. Yeah, I'm a Virgo rising. I love Virgo moons. Virgo's great. I know. It's Virgo's so great. so great. You know, sometimes it's not. Yeah, like all, <laughs> like all, all the things. I mean, yeah. or even like energetically, the challenge too could be like. Yeah. I mean. Well, you know, anybody listening to already knows, like, you know, we're, we're going to be conversating about lots of different things. We are going to be once, conversating about So you're going to be hearing different some different things. things. Yeah. But just, like, to speak to the Virgo thing slightly, like, there's a lot that, as a Pisces, too, that I can just, like, learn from that energy. Totally. And then, like, if anything, when we first started dating, it was a little more, like, because I just always kind of felt like he was, like trying to control me or you know it's like talking to me like he was my father and I'm like why are you I don't have to do that it's like (laughs) my Aquarius rebelling you know yeah um but then there's a lot that I'm just kind of like have learned from his Virgo moon he's Mm -hmm. just very like put together and for example this crazy month at Mercury retrograde the way he puts schedules together is like amazing like I don't even know how he does it does it yeah but like for the last two months I've been like following some of his tips and this is like the smoothest my schedule has ever been in my life wow 
So I'm just like, wow, what do you, I should use calendars more. Like, this is amazing. (laughs) They were. Because Pisces is just kind of like, yeah, I'll remember that. And I scribble it on like a piece of paper. I'm the same. I mean, I'm the same way. I have no Pisces in my chart whatsoever, but I'm the same way. I like, don't believe in umbrellas. I don't carry watches. I don't use calendar. I mean, I use a calendar, but like. It's, um, I understand scribbling on a piece of paper. Yeah, I mean, like, this part sounds so ridiculous because I'm sure everybody uses this, but, like, I haven't started using Google Calendar until, like, this summer, and it's been amazing. I was like, what was I doing before? Like, how did I know, like, if it was Tuesday or if I was supposed to meet somebody? Like, like the Google Calendar's just, like, changed my life, and he's been trying to get me to do it for years. I'm like, shh, no. And now I'm just like okay, do I have time to breathe and, like, sleep today? And I'm like, oh, there's only one thing on Google Calendar. I'm going to make some tea and chill out. Are you the kind of person who... So I I think about this all the time. All the time. I always romanticize going back to, like, the 90s, early 2000s. I fantasize about that all the time. Like, every day. Every day of my life. But I feel like it would be harder for me. Because I find it hard. I find it hard to predict how I'll be in any given day. So it's like when I say like, oh, let's go to a movie. Like, you know, this is also what it is to live with PTSD as well. Like you really just don't know how you're going to be. It's not like some days I'm in the depths of despair and can't function. But there are some days when I recognize that my nervous system needs to stay home. Yeah. And I feel like my my circle is strong and beautifully honed because those people don't, A, don't give a fuck and probably are going through something similar on any given day. Yeah. So I feel like, but sometimes I think like you actually had to like connect, like meet, talk on the phone. Like I You don't, did, yeah. No, you, I, I, I totally understand because I fantasize about <laughs> it all the time, but then yeah. I'm just kind of like. I think you would ask a lot I was of like, us. I don't think anyone would ever see me, though. No. Because it's just kind of like, yeah. I'm already a really, like, I have to see how I feel person. Yeah, same. But without all of the, I don't know, it was just easier than, I guess, to, like, pull myself up and just make myself be social and, like, let's be at this thing at 8. You know, yeah. I couldn't be like, I could text them last minute if I can't come. It's like, no, I actually have to be there at 8 because I can't call the house Because I can't call them. Because they're right. not going to be they're home. Gone. So they're gone. I have to show up. Yeah. I remember in my astrology reading with you, which was amazing, again, but... Remember you telling me something about my, I think it was my Chiron. You were like, it's part of the, it's very important for you in this lifetime. Like you can literally disappear and like you have to like not do that in this lifetime. But I think about it all the time. Oh, yeah. Because it, it's just like, it's like, I want to be in my little cozy yeah. cave. And like, it's like the ability for you to stay in that is just like effortless. Like you can just because I be love in that it. for years. It's not like I'm being antisocial. I'm so social. Yeah. Like I'm, I've got it all going on right here. Exactly. Which is yeah. why it's kind of like, well, why go out? Because I mean, it's all here. I know it's all here. But that's the curse of that is you're Leo rising and I'm Leo moon. And that's like that thing is like, I mean, I am an Aries, but I have Virgo rising. It's it's not easy to like balance the three. I mean, I chose it. So it is easy maybe, but you know. It's like we we find a way to try to like best use it. It's like I always tell people 
if I didn't have the Leo rising, I don't know if anyone would see me. Word. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> because the Leo is like, you got shit to do. Yeah. Like, you got this event. People need to see your face sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just and like... And probably without the Virgo, I, I would... I need the Virgo for reasons that are way beyond, like, like, even wanting... Like, it's not like I'm... It's like a secret. I just probably wouldn't want to share it publicly. Like, yeah. I recognize, like, karmic things needing to shed um yeah I used to want to be an actor it's like needing to be willing to it's been a beautiful opportunity to shift more into like how can I be of service versus like what can I get from this which is where I feel people come from when they're younger or when they're newer to the realization that like they're doing this work and it's like not yeah. a popularity you know what I mean like just Definitely. all those things so and I mean that Grateful. alone is a really powerful place to be with it because the thing yeah. is like you know the rising sign has so much more to do with than like our appearance and our first impressions mm-hmm. like there's so many lessons to be learned in the rising sign mm-hmm. and like my personal belief and I do this in my astrology readings with people is like I think we also had it for a reason because we really needed it. Yeah. Um, and like the rising could have even really played out in childhood. Like maybe like mm. we needed that sign to help us. I think so. For whatever the environment was, you know, it's yeah. like, like my Leo rising as a kid totally got played out by like, I joined, I was in school plays, like stuff that nobody would believe now. Cause I'm like always home. I feel like the but, same. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. I was same. in like the school plays. I there was one play that. that I backed out of cause I didn't get the lead role. Like total diva Leo <laughs> shit that now it's I'm just amazing. kind of like, and I remember it. I didn't get the lead role. My mom was like, what? But then she also got it. Cause my mom was a Leo moon. So she was like, yeah, right. you should have been up there. And I was like, no. <laughs> I was, like, on the step team. Like, I was on everything growing up. And it was my way to, like, experience things. Because, Mm -hmm. you know, life at home wasn't great. And, like, I was teased because I was overweight most of my life. So it was, like, being in theater and all of this stuff was, like, a different world for me to escape in. Yeah. And, like, I felt like I needed that Leo rising as a kid. So Mm -hmm. I wasn't just, like, mooping around, you know? I just threw myself into the arts. So, like, the rising is just so important on many, many levels. I feel like theater, I just don't even know where I'd be without that. Like, I still love art. Yeah. You know, obviously. But, like, oh, man. So important. It is. I can't believe, like, I don't have kids, but I can't believe that's, like, not a thing the way it was I know, when we were so kids. It's heartbreaking. It really is. Because there was, I, I don't know. I feel like it helped me in all facets of my life. Yeah, I agree. Help me socially, help me gain confidence and you know, this is a the public service announcement for keeping theater in <laughs> yes, schools. Yes, yes, please keep it in schools. <laughs> please it's so important. <laughs> keep plays in school. Cuz even if the rest of a child's life isn't working out where they don't feel loved oh. or supported whatever it is, like when you are in that, yeah. It's like you're in like this space and yeah. it's like a environment of acceptance and you can be yourself and like being able to express yourself is always important but especially as a child and I because that's so crucial to development at that time a hundred percent and I think too like not to take it on a dark road but I do think like if you are going through something really serious and it's your tendency to dissociate theater can help you to process it in a way that is like not gonna re-traumatize you I feel like my first, this is like a 
epically dark story. I just, like, don't care because I don't mind dark stuff. But, like, trigger warning for anyone, I guess, who can't hear about being hit. But, like, I remember, like, <clears throat> I used to get beaten a lot, which, again, I don't, I'm not really shy about sharing. Like, I'm okay. But <laughs> um, I remember, like, when I was a kid, my mother, like, right before I had play practice, which felt, like, extra cruel because I was like, well, now I can't, like, hide. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, that you know whatever but I remember um just like lost her temper as she did in those days and like I got wailed so badly and like couldn't really hold back how upset I was you know and I remember like my grandmother because my mother's in drive like needing to drive me to play practice and like I got there and was obviously when I say like genuinely better like I've I've had to pay that bill down the road Mm -hmm. (laughs) like obviously but it's like why we're sitting here but I remember getting out of the car and like being with my friends and like genuinely laughing and I mean I don't I wouldn't be here without it yeah and I remember being like this is a home it's a family it's a community and it's a place where there's play you know and I, I didn't get exposed to that and I thought for so long that that was like what I was supposed to do and you know my Saturn return like <laughs> kicked that idea out of me yeah as Saturn return oh would wow do. I really thought like at the start of my Saturn return I was still like at the start of my Saturn return like I was still absolutely convinced I was going to be an actor I was doing so many reckless acts of self-harm yeah I was starting to like the biggest like um turning point of my Saturn return was I was starting to like quietly exhibit abusive behavior like it was starting to turn full circle and I was starting to be like abusive yeah or I could and I always had had trouble because I was so angry like controlling my temper but I remember like there being a very specific moment during my like when I was 26 where I was like this is happening. Like, I'm doing this. And, like, I had no, like, I didn't even, I didn't believe in God. Like, there was nothing, like, supporting that. Yeah. And it was so, I'm surprised I survived that, actually. Because then it was, like, all this stuff about my parent came up. And then all of this stuff around, like, self-forgiveness came up. Like, atonement for all that, you know. Um, I never killed anybody. Like, I never did anything that was so crazy but I do think like there is something to be said for that moment like in Harry Potter like when like it's like how can you heal a horcrux you have to like (laughs) actually have remorse for it like it's totally the reason that we're talking do you know what I mean is like the moment when you wake up and you're like I don't know where the fuck this is going from theater but I just feel like there's there is something really interesting with the Saturn return around both clarifying for you why you needed the thing whether or not it's actually serving your soul's purpose and also like what is it covering up that you might need to both drop and look at at the same time in order to go for it mine was very intense yeah yeah yeah, i mean they they can be they can be so rough and mine's was mine's was brutal horrible i barely survived it oh yes several times like several times was like well (laughs) 
Like, and I feel like that's really pejorative. Like, some people are like, oh my God, like, I'm going to kill myself. Like, literally. Like, I was like, I don't know that I'll make it past 30. Like, oh, yeah. In many ways, I didn't. (laughs) Like, I didn't. Like, totally died and came back. But yeah, yeah, that shit is crazy. Yours was brutal, too. It was insane. Yeah. And on top of that, being like a partier in New York City, Mm. and I was hanging out with the wrong crowd, and like, I just partied all the time, did a lot of drugs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it was probably also, never a time when I wasn't drunk. Yeah, I was <laughs> like, yeah, I was on a lot of drugs at the time. Yeah. Um, and I could, ju- I just got into all these places for free because I knew the right people. So mm-hmm. I just partied like everything away I felt. I pretty much didn't want to feel anything. Yeah. And was partying away my feelings and like, you know, just to kind of set up the Saturn return. Like, I already had a bunch of stuff I didn't deal with. Like, my Saturn's in Scorpio, my fourth house. So it's stuff around family, roots, my childhood home. All of that was deeply traumatic for me. And I started working on that stuff, went off to college, and then got, like, sexually assaulted by a male friend who I thought was my friend. So then, like, I had a nervous breakdown and then moved back home. And then, you know, I just had, like, eating disorder stuff in high school, and everything came back after that assault. So. I eventually got the confidence to finish and go back to school, but, like, I was just on the road of self-destruction after that. I was anorexic again. I wasn't eating. I was doing a bunch of drugs and hanging out with, like, the absolute wrong people to hang out with. Because, like, no one wanted to deal with their problems. Those were my friends in my early 20s. Except for my really good friends. Like, I have friends that I've known since high school that are amazing and they were around too but I was choosing to spend most of my time with the yeah. bad people yeah. even though I had the good people around because mm-hmm. I just wanted to have fun and forget of course so yeah and I had like right before my Saturn return I had a near-death experience really? from alcohol Wow. and that changed everything because like I seriously to this day only remember having one drink and the scariest part is I was with a boyfriend at the time and everyone told me I had way more, so I think he put something in it. Oh, no. And then, like, I saw everything play out. Like, I was watching my body from <gasps> above. I have chills, yeah. dude. And then the Full weirdest part body. about it is that I didn't want to come back. I was already so over life oh. at, like, 26. I, get I was it. watching it unfold. And a life of just, like, being depressed. Like, yeah. I was bulimic and anorexic and, like, going back and forth between the two like life wasn't easy so like yeah. I was floating above myself and I was like you know what fuck it <laughs> like mm-hmm. I don't want to go back in there you just trip off yeah yeah and it's like spirit and my ancestors and my great-grandmother who I love dearly and is like my best friend claimed to me very clearly and was like no you have to go back and I was like I don't mm-hmm. want to go back she's like no you have to go back and then that started my that was at 26 and that just started this journey into my Saturn return that was like Wow. so intense waking and up. it started with that and i was just like i have a lot of shit to figure out <laughs> and the fix and then i also yeah. clearly saw the proof that i was also like not healed from that sexual assault and like yeah. just all of this stuff and having to really ev- evaluate like the people in my life mm-hmm. and like the people as partners because how are you having drinks with your boyfriends and um, you only have one drink but everyone's like totally. you drink more so it put a lot under the spotlight for me so my Saturn, my Saturn return was really brutal, <laughs> and I made it out, <laughs> um, you know, with shedding of skins. Like, yeah. there's a lot of stuff that did die in that period, but with that, like, it's just... So whenever clients come to me and they have a really rough one, I have an even deeper soft spot for them yeah. because 
I understand. Like, I'm like, yes, you Saturn do. return can get so fucking rough. And sometimes it really feels like, am I going to survive this or not? Yeah. We both were there. We both so, were like, there. So, like, I just, yeah, I have a really soft spot in my heart for anybody coming mm-hmm. for any kind of, like, healing or guidance cards, mm-hmm. whatever, going through a Saturn return. Because it yeah. really just, like, kicks our ass. Yeah. And out of that, we're supposed to learn all of this stuff about, well, who am I really? Like, yeah. what do I want to do? What's my purpose? Like, I'm so honored that you shared that, first of all. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, and I've, I've been working on <laughs> learning to, like, kind of share it more. Because it's yeah. actually, like, a thing I've had a lot of shame about mm-hmm. up until last year. But oh, it's same. important to, like, share that. Yeah. So I've been, like, working on being more, like... Thank you. It's an honor to receive it, truly. And I know that it's a gift to everyone that it's touching. You said something that I think about a lot, and I feel like you probably say this a lot to your clients. I say this a lot to mine, and sometimes people um, hear it when I tell them and they're like not satisfied with, with this. But like, what you just said something that I feel like really popped a light for me and reminded me that so much of what we think I'll just speak for myself that like I feel like I thought for such a long time that purpose was like external and sometimes it is it is but and I say this with great great humility massively humble like on my knees I know like one of my real purposes is I have a big brain chemistry lifetime big time yeah so I'm not saying that I'm here to master as in conquer brain chemistry but I do know that I'm here to work on that and masters have more experience than most Mm -hmm. so what that looks like is more more moments in hell more times in hell you know and like and the other thing that I probably the one of the things that saved my life when I was going through my Saturn return was like someone explaining to me like you're not a bad person because you got hit and you're not a bad person because you lost your temper it's like larger than this like obviously there are amends to make anytime that that happens in the exchange but it doesn't make you as a person. Your choices do. And your choices as time go on do. And it took me a really long time. It took a lot of discomfort. And some ways I'm still working on it. Like to understand, really look at my family. There is so much like everything looks really buttoned up and good in my, well, not my mom and my dad, but yeah. <laughs> like I have a large <laughs> family and no one can c- control their hands there's a lot of smacking and hitting and like a lot of horrible like beating stories like where just it's just spoken about like no one thinks that that's abuse and like a lot of suicide because I think that people struggle because there's been this exchange of like they were hit then they hit then they don't know what to do with it and um that I feel like is the one thing my Saturn return was like it it literally part of the reason why you came to the planet was to do that differently yeah like literally and it's not like a hero position it's just like some people have that to like re really break the family karma around abuse and suicide and I feel like I had to go through like all of my healing from being abused and like when I mentioned like I lost my temper I'm 
very sensitive and my tendency is always to blow things out and anyone who knows me like I feel like even strangers who know me like people's feelings how they feel and how I'm treating them like it's the cornerstone of how I work I've always cared my true nature has always been to be so sensitive but when you're a kid who's been abused it's a neural pathway that gets grooved and when you lose your temper sometimes you can lose control yeah and that was how it was for me. My, now it's like not a part of my life really at all. But um, yeah, like I feel like the purpose piece that it showed me wasn't like I thought it was like, oh, what I'm supposed to do here. And it's so, so much quieter. Yeah. But it radiates out into like you and me sitting here on my podcast. Like if I hadn't done that and people don't want to hear that shit. Like, they they just don't, and I understand why, because they're like, well, what am I going to do to make money? And yeah. it's like, you have to deal with your shit first, you know? Not to be, dis- some people, like, can't, you know? But um, I think eventually, if that's really what you're meant to bring to the planet, the support is provided, you know? Definitely, because it's important work, you know? It's mm-hmm. like, um, if anyone's familiar with family constellations and the yeah. way that works, um, like that's something I've been diving into the last two years to heal a lot of stuff in my family. Cause I come from a family that doesn't talk about anything. Yeah. They don't talk about anything. Like I actually got in trouble when I admitted to my mother that I was depressed and suicidal. Like that's my husband's family. Yeah. Too. She told me like, why are you being dramatic? And yeah. I love my mom. She's not with us anymore. Like so much love to her. Yeah. She had a lot of healing and she had me really early, you know? So there's a lot involved in that. And it's sure. from the family. My family just doesn't talk about stuff. Yeah. People in my family even hide when they're sick and then they like pass away and we find out they're sick. Oh, so like God. the family just doesn't talk about anything. Yeah. So, you know, I'm actively working on that. Like, that's what drew me to Family Constellations is because with one person, you can already start healing that cycle. Yeah. Even energetically, you know? So it's like through Saturn returns or like taking on a healing course or something. Mm. I don't know, working with your ancestry. There's just like all these different ways you can dive into that family healing element. Yeah. Um, and you can even heal stuff without the family members there. It's like mm-hmm. my dad's not part of my life, but it's important for me to heal that because... Yes. I always tell people I don't have a father. Like, he was a donor. You know, so it's like that's also yeah. this whole unrecognized part of me. So the family healing stuff, um, no matter how small the steps, can just be really beautiful to that overall picture of you finding out who you are and, like, mm-hmm. what you want to do and how you want to do it, no matter how big or quiet that message is for your yeah. soul. Yeah. It's, like, a crucial part of it. Totally. Yeah, and it's an interesting way to look at Saturn because you think like Saturn is here to help you obviously do all this work, you know, but (laughs) it's interesting the juxtaposition between the soul promise and the earthly purpose and how they are ingrained, but they don't look like they are. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And how family is like the number one web that I think supports in getting you there you know definitely Saturn in a way if you think about it is kind of like like one of my favorite ways when I do chart readings is I always kind of tell people imagine a tree so you know like the fourth house the bottom of the chart is the roots that Mm -hmm. has to be fed and nourished and watered Mm -hmm. in order for the tree to grow healthy and for the branches to come out and you know the top of the chart the MC being where all the branches like the leaves are and everything Mm -hmm. So if it's like, if it's not properly nourished at the bottom, what kind of tree are you going to have? So like for me, not so good. And it's like, even though it's not official, but my personal style of astrology is I see Saturn that way. 
you know it's mm-hmm. like it's that structure element it's the base of the tree if the roots aren't in the ground and are not strong your tree is going to fall over absolutely and no matter how dirty you have to get or on the ground yes. like messing up your knees to get in there you have to build that foundation yeah you know no totally. matter the blood sweat and tears because you need the tree to grow mm-hmm. i totally agree Mine is in the third house, so that was cute. <laughs> my Saturn and my Mars are also in Scorpio, like yours, and yeah. mine are both in the third house, and that was not great. I can understand. I was your neighbor. Mine's are in my fourth. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, yeah. The mental stuff that went down during that time was horrible. In the third, but. yeah, it's a rough, rough place for that <laughs> yeah, to be. We but then neighbors. you know, you tr- Here transform now, it into this. Yeah. I mean, making rubble into gold, right? Exactly. Both of us. Yeah. All over it. <laughs> I actually think that before, so I I think that I never do this, but I think we're going to take a quick break and just like pause and I'm going to pee and <laughs> then we'll come back with questions. Okay. We'll be back. Welcome back to Tarot for the Wild Soul with Lindsay Mack. My guest is Mystical Mandrake Root. Hello, Anias, everybody. And we're back from our break. <laughs> and we're going to shove fully into the realm of Ask a Tarot Reader. So <clears throat> this is what this is. So basically, Ask a Tarot Reader is a brand new segment. And it is just simply us, Anias and I, answering your questions between us like 40 years plus tarot reading experience humble and willing and <laughs> excited to give you completely qualified slash unqualified advice <laughs> at least i'll speak for myself because everyone's different um we asked you to send in your questions and you did we've got some great ones i don't know if we'll get to all of them but we will try to do what we can and um if your question wasn't answered like on air We'll pick it up at the next Ask a Tarot Reader segment. Um, would you like to start? Sure. Okay. So we can just pick one down the list. I think we can yeah. pick one, and I think like you can answer it, and if I have something to add, I'll add, and vice versa. And Yeah. All right. Let's see. So, scrolling down the list. Let's <laughs> see. Let's see. Um... Well, actually, the first one, yeah, I saw it just because my heart, my little Piscean heart, was like, "Of course, you're good enough." Um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I think I'll start with Lewis, just I because that pulled at my heartstrings. I knew, I knew it, and I was like, I also knew that it was right to begin with. It, please go. It ahead. just totally pulled at my heartstrings. Yeah. I like almost shed a tear for you. Um, <laughs> okay, so Lewis asked, uh, am I good enough to pursue my dream even though I have no background in it? I don't know if I'm delusional or holding myself back. So that yes. really spoke to me. Um, of course you're good enough to pursue it. And, you know, the thing with anything is like, you know, you, if you don't have a background in it, it's fine. You know, like tarot is a very yeah. intuitive thing. Mm-hmm. Like tarot is like, it's, it's from like the deepest reaches of like your soul and your memory. And like, yeah. we all know the imagery. We all have been the fool. We all have been the devil card. We mm-hmm. all have been like queen of swords at some point, or we have been queen of swords around us. Yeah. So like 
you can totally like jump into this. And I would say just remind yourself that you're good enough and know that mm-hmm. you are and that you're not delusional. You can totally go on this journey mm-hmm. and, you know, just go at it slow and try to not judge yourself or like worry too much about experience. Cause since it is a very deeply intuitive thing, mm-hmm. some people make that soul connection with tarot, like, after five years of working on it, some people with the very first reading they do for themselves. It really depends on the person. So Mm -hmm. don't beat yourself up too much about experience. You can start like creating that experience now by diving into the cards and just like take each card out. Think about it. Look at it. Mm -hmm. Like when in my life was this message relevant? Like, you know, you know what I'm trying to say. (laughs) Um, Mercury and Pisces issues. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Messing up words. So yeah, just like, yeah, think about it that way and just let the tarot play out in front of you Mm -hmm. and compare your life to it. And that'll be a really beautiful way to start that journey, um, which you should start doing because you're totally qualified and not delusional at all. Yeah, I mean, that's a perfect answer. Like, I, I don't even have anything I'd want to add to it. Because it, it, you're so right. The tarot, you know, and this gets into a weird area too that I think is its own topic for another day. But this idea of, 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 expe- of background yeah. with tarot, we, it's patriarchal. It, it just is. It's not in the same kind of alignment as... If you're a doctor, it's wise to have background. If you're committed to yourself and your practice with your deck, and if you're, you got it, it's all there, you Definitely. know? Like this idea that we need to have certification or, you know, whatever, no disrespect to anyone who needed that, but you don't need that. Yeah. You got it. You have all the background in the world. And Definitely. And I would, the only thing I'll say is like, just the fact that you're asking these questions probably means that you have a lot of amazing work to give to the world because I don't know about you and I is but when I ask these questions <laughs> it's usually because I have a gift in something yeah. and my brain is freaking out about it definitely yeah it's you like know? That, that pesky self-doubt thing yeah 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 please please for everyone Lewis <laughs> do it yes um I'm just gonna go right down the line and I'm going I'm to leave number eight and I'm going to go to number nine. So Jana asks, when doing a bunch of back-to-back readings in the same day, do you ever find that the medicine for the day reappears for several clients? Like a metaphor that comes through and feels relevant in different readings like it wants to be expressed to different clients. I feel like this is a strong, simple yes, absolutely. Yeah. Like when, well, I don't know about you, but like not only do I find that often I do just the flow of my work and what works for me is that I do see several people in one day, a couple of days a week. And like, um, it's always the same. <laughs> it's like sometimes the same thing will come through in different ways. Sometimes I'll yeah. see the same cards. Sometimes like there's a general theme. Sometimes it's ever so general. Sometimes it's very specific. Sometimes it's like shocking. Um, and I would say like, it's the same thing reflected back to us, like whatever we're hearing for, for them is the same is like what we need to hear, of course, you know, but yeah, there's totally, um, a mirroring. I think when you have, because it's the same thing as everyone, as everything else. It's like when you get a group of people together, whether it's something like 
really heavy, like Heaven's Gate, like, you know, or when you get a group together, like anyone who ever attends like a concert or a movie or has an experience in a group, like there are theories that suggest that all those people are there on that time together for a very specific reason. It is a theory I tend to agree with most of the time. So I do think like I hold that space when I do back-to-backs because I often feel like I'm paying attention for what I need to hear. I'm paying attention for, usually it's a little mirror for the collective. Yeah. But yeah. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely see themes when I do Mm -hmm. them, especially when I schedule it, like you said, the way that... um, I've been doing that a lot more lately, actually. It's just always amazing to see how your style changes. I'll like yeah. put a few people in one day now instead of spreading it out. And they'll at least be like one theme or like one to two cards. Mm-hmm. Like there's something. There's a thread, a common thread. Yeah. It's yeah. cool. It is. Yeah. Thank you, Jana. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. So let's see. Um, I will now go to... Okay, I am going to go to number 11. Okay. I feel like this fits in with what we were just talking about in the first part of oh, yeah, the podcast. Yeah. Like, this exactly fits into it. <laughs> it so... does. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> yes. Okay, so Phoebe asks, I'm wondering how you use tarot to facilitate your healing experience from past trauma. I had a difficult childhood, and my problems came to a head when I was 18 to 21. I have moved on, and life is good, but I don't feel I fully recovered from the experience. I've mostly just repressed it. Can you provide more details about your own transformation and how others can use similar techniques and methods? Mm. So, Phoebe, I hope you're listening because that whole first part. <laughs> this is, is for you, baby this girl. This is for you. Like, we were, everything that you're asking in this question is what cosmically happened mm. to us for your conversation in the first mm-hmm. part of this. So, you know, I would say as far as tarot is concerned, um, just from personal experience, like I do like to do these kind of deep tarot readings for myself when it comes to things like trauma or something I'm having a mm-hmm. hard time um, healing. And I'll just pull some cards asking for like, um, you know, like what's going on for me around this right now? Mm-hmm. What are some other steps I can take to like heal this on a deeper level? And I just kind of almost do it as like this meditative um knowledge seeking exercise and then just taking the advice of the cards of what it is that i need to do um sometimes i'll even take the card and just work with it in more of a alter magic kind of way Mm. so if one comes up and i'm like "Ooh, that kind of hurts and i feel it in my gut but i really need to do that you know i'll put it on my altar because in that way i have to have to look at it and it'll remind me of the message Mm. of it and you know in conjunction with the tarot and just like um techniques for the healing stuff like I just found a lot of medicine in this metaphysical world in general with tarot and astrology you know because you just can look in and like learn more about your personal resilience and how you can use strengths and everything in your chart to like heal and get through things Mm. and incorporate all the stuff you know it's like we the wonderful thing about the world that we're in especially the metaphysical magical world now is like healing takes on it's a lot of tools you can throw into one basket and use. So the tarot could just be one of them, you know? Mm-hmm. And then you can, like, meditate with, like, certain crystals on certain chakras that relate to what your trauma is. Mm-hmm. Just, like, make a really beautiful healing bag of different mm-hmm. tools and, like, use them together. Um, and don't feel bad if you try one technique or one thing for healing trauma and it doesn't work. Sometimes we just have to try a few things and then we find what works. 
what doesn't work and what things actually work best together. So allow yourself some room for like experimenting in that area and just give yourself a lot of like, you know, TLC and knowing that you're actively doing the work. Cause you know, it takes time. Trauma just, it, it stays with us for so long. So just be like really gentle yeah. to yourself as you're trying out these different techniques. Yeah. Oh, that's people. I feel like people are so lucky to hear what you just shared. Thank you. Thank you. That's beautiful. Um, the only thing I'll add on my end, um, I feel like tarot, much like you, was my tool when I was going through the worst of my um, kind of PTSD, PTSD processing. Um, I just, I, you know, I've tried many times to like explain this in a way that like is shiny and I just don't know how to do it. I, I've never had a tarot teacher and I just like somehow understood that when I couldn't get in touch with anyone to assure me that I was okay. And even with PTSD, like when you do, it's like, it's hard to believe it. Mm -hmm. Um, I just found that pulling a card anytime, anywhere, when I was like on the toilet, in the bathtub, on the floor, like on the subway, like anytime I felt like, um, I wanted the opportunity to pull, pull isn't quite the right word. I wanted the opportunity to know um, how I, the space holder, could facilitate the strongest presence possible for the part of me that was processing. And so I just used to ask that question, like, what's my, what is the, what is the deepest medicine, the truth for me at this moment? that I can reach for. Like, what is my body most need now? Um, and I would do that sometimes 20 times a day. And I would do it sometimes like once a week. And um, for me, all the ways that I teach tarot came from that because I started to realize that things had different meanings than people were assigning them, at least for me. And that's where my teachings came out of because I'm sure the same happened with you in your own way. Um, mm. You just have to like use it. It's got to be the right deck. I don't know that all decks support that. Mother Peace supported it for me. I don't know that all decks maybe do for me. Maybe the right deck, you've got the right deck. Basically, you want a deck that makes you feel like it's lifting you yeah, up. Yeah, it's like, really important. Yeah, very important. And it could be like an angel deck. And, you know, I also feel like this is probably like a question or, or a topic of conversation for another day, but... I can't do certain things with the mother piece. Like I can't do a hero head spread with the mother piece. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like a joke. I can't do really like there are certain questions. Like I just can't ask the mother piece because it doesn't um, like it doesn't do those answers for me, but I can do certain things with star child and I can yeah. do other things with Osho Zen that I can't do. And I can teach with the writer cannot read with the writer. It, will not accept it <laughs> that's the strange thing about yeah i think it's another reason why it's important to have a few decks that you really yeah. connect to so like just like uh you know in the case for phoebe you know it's like yeah. 
if you can find a deck that feels very emotionally nourishing to you yes and you can read it like you look at the card yeah, and you're it like makes sense that's the medicine this makes sense that's yeah. a really great place for you to start with your journey and using the tarot and overall just as a message for everybody like what we just said about you mm. you know you all notice that there you can't do certain things with certain yeah. decks and that's where having a few that you really love and connect to really kind of become important because yeah. even if you really love a deck you'll kind of be like how come whenever i do this kind of reading it doesn't work it's like yeah it's like you may have to just try another one specific right yeah so i feel like phoebe a blend of what we shared like use it though like you right like yeah. with a capital u like too many people that i find at least for myself like they wait until they're like charged and meditated it's like go in your dirty like it's really important it, it can if you can begin to remember that trauma moves in a spiral not a straight line and that there's no time when trauma will rear up that now, it may feel sucky and shitty, but it's not the end of you, ever. Um, it's only coming up to be processed. But in order to help our nervous system and soul remember that, to let that part kind of like get birthed out of the nervous system without freaking out about it, which is not to say that doing that is a problem it just helps to be able to let go yeah i just have always found that tarot was the the best tool for me to be able to be like cool four of cups great i'll cancel my day and i'm gonna walk away from like whatever i gotta do here like seven of swords okay like let me let go a little bit you know whatever i needed to do i just needed because often like i think and i'll shut the fuck up about this Tarot is such a helpful tool for trauma, the right deck, because if you're oh, yeah, in definitely. it, you can't know all the time. Like, it's just such a visual, physical manifestation when you, I think, are intentionally letting your guides come through it. Definitely. Of course, like, because the tarot is through. like you're conversating with, like, the deepest parts yeah, of you. That's right. So, you know, by getting that deck for Phoebe and anybody else that that's has right. a similar question like this, by getting this deck you really resonate with like that, you can work through those really deep parts of you and initiate that yes. conversation through the card. It's like, well, yeah. what medicine do I need today? I'm having a really hard time today. Like, I need yeah. some support. Pull a card. If you feel three, pull three. Like, yeah. you just like ten, work with like, it. Yeah. yeah. Cover your whole fucking table with tarot cards if you need Been to. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like... <laughs> It, yeah. it like established this healing, nourishing, truth seeking, yeah. like comforting relationship with the deck that That's makes right. sense for you. And if it doesn't feel comforting, get a different deck. Yeah. Like just brutal. Because it can still give you, um, and that's a, that's an interesting thing too, because some people just learn in different ways. Like they totally. may need the tarot message to come like raw truth. That's like, true, actually. Absolutely. And then some people may need it softer. Yeah. So, I would just add too, like trust your intuition on the deck that you pick. Like yeah. if you know that you want to do this like trauma healing with tarot, but like you probably can't handle like really rough looking images, don't go for a deck that has those images. Mm -hmm. Even if you say you have a friend that works with like the most hardcore fucking deck you've ever seen, <laughs> that deck's for her, not for you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Such wisdom. So Phoebe, for you, like, you know, Anais and I share, I think we share some very similar journeys and, you know, your journey and the tools that you use were different from mine. And that just goes to show that you have your own pluck on the guitar string yeah. that is 
totally between you and your body and source and like your deck and it can be the most intimate relationship so try out what we told you and but I encourage you to I don't know if you agree but I encourage you to use it just as a foundation and really yeah, be definitely willing. and build up from there yeah damn good question <laughs> oh, beautiful <yes>. answer <laughs> such a great question okay let's see You know, uh, okay. <laughs> Nicole asked four questions in her one. And I feel like this is good because it's a bit of a shift in tone. But these are very blunt, in a great way, straightforward questions that I think I'll ask one, we'll answer it. I'll ask one, we'll answer it. But we're going to be working with Nicole's four questions. Okay. So Nicole asks, number one, how do you pick your own tarot deck? So I will start and then you can start for question two. Uh, I was given one of my decks, but if that is not, so you can be given a deck and even then you can decide like, is this like my soul deck, one of my soul decks, or is it just a gift that I gift to someone else? Like, um, you basically want, to, th so this is maybe very specific for me. You can total obviously everything we say here, like you can completely disagree, but, um, I like have to just, I like really shiny things. And sometimes <laughs> that gets me into trouble because sometimes I want the prettiest thing, but it's not really what I need. It's like a huge lesson for me in this lifetime is <laughs> like, <laughs> The raw thing in the corner is usually yeah. the thing um, that's looking for me. So I think that what you have to do is um, literally like go to a store, your local store, if you have one, and look. And if they're open, play with them. See which one gives you a little jolt or floods your heart, does something to your body. If you're like in the middle of a place in the world that doesn't have that I highly encourage like little red tarot online is an amazing resource she's an incredible blogger um she does lots of deck reviews like you can check she takes beautiful photographs like there are people who make their you know their livelihood and their work is to express review biddy tarot is another mm. one like there are lots of online resources but it's like um leave it to me to like make something so sacred into like something so profane. But like, <laughs> it's like if you are a person who is attracted to penises, all penises are technically the same, but they ain't the same. Yeah. Like no <laughs> dick is like the other. No. So, <laughs> so you have to really like, you have to treat it like dating, but like your deck has no commitment issues. It's ready and waiting for you. Um, and like there are many, like many different stories to getting decks in many ways. Um, I recommend that it be resonant to your personality. If you're a researcher, maybe research. If you're kind of a go on the gut and you need to touch things, like put yourself in a situation where you can do that. Um, but it really is like you have to kind of go out into the world and put your hands into them and see what resonates with you. It may not always be the prettiest looking deck to you, though. Yeah. Which is 
a funny thing. Like you may love the artwork in a deck and it just will do nothing for you. I've had many decks I gave away yeah. for that same reason. And I just want to say that, like, just don't let that discourage you because sometimes people get decks that like they're obsessed with what they look like. They don't do anything. And then they're like, oh, I don't know what to do. And it's like, there's usually something else. Anything to add to that? Uh, yeah, yeah. No, I just, I, I agree with you. I think, um, yeah, that's the way to pick it, you know? And yeah, just it is important for people to remember that too, that lesson of a, you know, <laughs> the prettiest one doesn't necessarily mean. <laughs> I've bought like gorgeous decks in oh. the past and tried to do readings and I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? I know. What are you talking about? Like this deck does not, is this deck is speaking a different language. Like yeah. I don't know what's going on. And I just lovingly always have some friend that's like, I was really drawn to that deck. And I'm like, here. <laughs> here you go. <laughs> I know. I like the Smith Rider is like, um, it doesn't like me. Like it just doesn't. It won't work with me. Yeah, it just simply won't. We we don't work together. But she likes to be taught through me. So like that depends. Like I love the Smith Rider. It yeah, I've met ones like that love too. Me back. I've had so many people in my life that are like, "You would love the Aquarian Tarot." We don't talk. We just no. can't. I, I tried to, is like we don't even go to the same parties I tried to read with it once and I was like why does everybody think I'd be madly in love with this deck <laughs> I, I was just looking at it and I was like I can't yeah yeah, it's, yeah. so it's an interesting journey as you go around picking your deck and you find mm. the one that works for you Nicole just be open to possibilities totally totally <laughs> it is a bit like dating it is there are some yeah. beautiful people out there that you're just like come do it for me yeah you know what I mean it is a bit like dating <laughs> Nicole's second question is, what is the best way to learn tarot? So the best way to learn tarot also kind of loops us around to what yeah. we were talking about, about intuition. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know everybody's different. I'm yeah. just like really into the idea of like getting getting a deck, getting to know it and going yeah. on an intuitive journey with it. Totally. And like how I learned, if this is a helpful ex- example, is I like went card by card. So I took the fool out and like read about the fool, learned what yeah. the fool was about. I thought about what it means to me and like how I thought of it in my life. And then once I felt like, oh, I think I know you now, then I moved on to the next card. And like that's how mm. I made my way through the tarot. Um, so I just really am supportive of like intuitively getting to know the tarot. Mm. However, I will make a note because everybody learns differently. If you really benefit from having a teacher and you're the kind of person that just like loves that idea of teaching like you're a student there's somebody sharing the knowledge with you then go sign up for something like Mm -hmm. get a teacher get a mentor dive into it but trust like that process within you um about the best way you learn because the best way that you learn will still like fall over into the way you learn tarot totally yeah and I, i and i won't even add anything to that because i totally agree like it my experience like quote teaching myself was super different and you don't even need to know about it because it like doesn't even matter you know Mm -hmm. what I mean it's just really like the weird thing about tarot is that everyone claims to be a master no one's a master of it no one knows better than anyone else at all you have things you could teach people who've been doing it for 70 years who've written books a beginner who's maybe never even read tarot um And it's not to say that it's good to have an impertinent attitude, but it is good to have that healthy sense of distance between, said I wasn't going to say anything. I'm just (laughs) echoing what you said, that I think having that distance between like 
what other people did yeah. is really important with tarot. Like sometimes it's like crucial in order to like not get in your own way. Definitely. Um, Nicole, her third question is, do you do readings on yourself? Uh, People do, I do, and you do, right? Yeah, I do sometimes, mm -hmm. um, but I am very aware of when the cards just don't want to talk to oh, me yeah, on yeah. a level like that, and then I go to someone else. So, for yeah. example, like, when it's right, like, when we're, like, flowing with each other, I love to do readings for myself, but then there are other times that it's just, like in old latin even though i know these <laughs> cards and i'm like what or they'll just be mean to me like they'll just say some shit in like yeah. the saltiest way possible and i'm like <laughs> fine yeah. and then i have like my go-to people that i go to for readings yeah so i'm it's it's a mix of both i do do readings to myself but mm -hmm. if i see that it's not the best thing to do because the answers i'm getting mm -hmm. or the vibe because sometimes the deck will just be like i don't know how to describe it like Sometimes yeah. if you're shuffling or getting cards and you want to ask about something, I feel like if you tune into clues, there are times like little things sometimes, maybe the deck won't shuffle right or, Absolutely. and you're kind of like, oh, okay, so this isn't the time. I think that's I'm probably right. just going to get out of myself and ask somebody else. So that's a mix. Right. Yeah. I think, I think that's totally true. I, I also, I don't get readings all that much, but I do. Yeah. I, do, I, I guess I, I, I guess I do pretty constantly get readings to myself. I do. I do, <laughs> but I, I think that there are, there have been times where I've just needed the confirmation yeah. from someone and that's important. Reading, reading for yourself is like a whole different It really universe. is. It is. Yeah, it's like a whole different universe. Um, and then her fourth question is, are you supposed to feel something when you have your own tarot deck? So Nicole, I'm not sure... I feel like we could take that a few different ways. Yeah. I don't know whether or not you mean physically, like energetically from the deck or if you're supposed to feel something as in when you pull a card, are you supposed to feel something? I'm going to like go out on a really bold limb and say, no, you're not supposed to do anything with your deck. Um, Anais may have a different, I, it doesn't mean you will not feel something. I feel lots of things when I read and but that has developed in me over time like yeah. when I first picked a deck up I wasn't getting the kind of sensation I do it's it deepens over time you may be different though the first time you might pick up a deck it might be like really zingy in your hands or warm in your hands or um the answer is no it's just really like if it feels good and if you have a good sense of it and if yeah. it just feels good in your body like no judgment like I, I had someone on not that long ago. We were like talking about like, it's not all like orgasms and like mm -hmm. talking to Mother Mary. Like it's just yeah. like, you know, it's just like a visit home. So Definitely. no, you don't need to feel anything. Because it's again, um, another aspect of tarot that's like this deeply personal thing. Yeah. Because um, you can even be surprised. Like just, I'll just share a little bit about like the deck I use the most now. It's a deck I didn't even like. <laughs> 10 years ago like what deck i do you use do you mind me asking oh for people i use the morgan greer of course like all the time it's a given i couldn't stand that deck though like i'm not even exaggerating like i worked in like kind of like almost every metaphysical store in the city and through each one whenever i have to put that deck on the shelf i was like oh this is so cheesy like I can't with this deck. Oh, God. Like, I just, like, mm. ugh. I thought it was, like, the cheesiest, like, 70s-looking little yeah. thing or whatever. Just totally judging it. Just being so unfair <laughs> to it. 
And then like three years ago, you're like, I love it. At a friend's house, she had the deck and then it was just kept calling me to the table. And I was like, I don't like this deck. And I like pulled cards with it. And I was like, this deck is beautiful. Oh my God, this deck is amazing. And I got my copy that same day. And it's my Mm. main deck that I use for people and I use it a lot for my personal readings so like you have to allow room to be surprised and like don't expect a certain feeling because I don't know there could be other people like me that the deck you use all the time now was like you just being real mean to it before (laughs) and now you're just like this is my favorite yeah (laughs) I also feel like you know I I um got the mother piece which is the deck I use primarily put into my hands by someone who was like you're supposed to have this this one don't get rid of it and I was like okay that was when I was like 20 like literally I was 20 years old and um I didn't like it that's bold I mean I didn't spend enough time with it but it wasn't again like I cherish my mother piece and I think it's a gorgeous work of art, but it was not what I would immediately have been like, this is my preferred visual deck, but I kept it. And then like 10 years ago, or um, I'm sorry, a couple years ago when like all this stuff started to connect with me reading in New York, um, it was the only deck I had. And like I had to have a deck. So I was like, all right, I'll work with this guy. Not realizing, of course, it was like my soul deck. (laughs) Like everything I am was able to come through that deck as a conduit, really. But I didn't, I I was so laissez-faire about it, which I feel like we're talking about this. There's so many parallels to to romance in this. There is. There are so many. Because I often find like, I don't know if you share this, the people that I know who are in long-term relationships, when they first met those people, they like didn't give a shit. And we're like, well, we'll see. Or like they came very close to losing those people. Or like mm-hmm. usually when you're with someone that there's a deep root system with, like the beginning stages, there's somehow, there's more permission. I feel like that the nervous system immediately feels. It's like I can stretch it really far yeah. and really long with this person in terms of like taking my time to realize it. So uh, I'm off on that tangent. But <laughs> um, yeah, that's, I think that's all I have to add. Yeah, me too. Okay. I think uh, that's. You're doing so much better at this than I am. I'm so <laughs> rambly. You're helping, you're helping me to see it mirrored very strongly. <laughs> oh, you're fine. Um, so yeah, I think it's your turn. All right. So let's see. Scrolling down the list. Scrolling, 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 scrolling. There was actually one that I was pretty fascinated about. It was just pretty long, but there was something in it that stood out to me <laughs> because I think it's something a tarot method where like you use, but I don't use. And I thought that would be a really interesting one to talk about. The Great. one about reversals. Oh yeah. But I think it was wrapped up in like a much longer. Kelsey's question? Yeah. Okay. Well, do you want to read it or do you want? Sure, I'll read it. Okay. Um, okay. So Kelsey asked, favorite tips for beginners? Uh, maybe from maybe from first decks to deciphering between intuition and imagination. I have trouble with my confidence in trusting that my answers are intuitive and not just my imagination. 
How long did it take you to learn all the cards? Do you pull daily cards for yourself? How did you overcome the negativity from people in your community? If any, when you started going public about tarot, um, I, if it's okay with Kelsey, I'm just going to skip over a little bit of mm-hmm. the question just to get to the other the parts. The heart of it. Yeah. Um, okay. Card reversals. How do you personally read them? Uh, someone, okay, let's just skip a little bit more. Thank you for the beautiful detailed question. I'm not skipping over to disrespect you <laughs> in any way. Um, I just want to make sure we answer all your questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, about roll about reversed cards, um, knowing like what it means and that feeling. You have been told some uh, some certain things about it. You just kind of want to get a better grasp on what that means. Mm-hmm. Um, what is your process that you go through before beginning a reading? Do you call upon anyone, spirit guides, etc.? Do you have a number of times you shuffle the deck? Do you burn sage? So all of that is kind yeah. of uh, the questions. So I would probably say just. Favorite tips, uh, favorite tips for beginners. Mm-hmm. Um, again, trusting your tuition, picking yeah. the right deck. Totally. Uh, you know, if you're a person that like tactile person, feel the decks. If you just want to go with your intuition, go with the flow. But it starts with the deck. Just like pick yeah. the right one. Yeah. If you tend to be a crystal person, maybe like put a crystal with it so that you feel like you have a whole little ceremony going, and just trust that journey of intuition. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I mean, I feel like, yeah, did you have more to share? No, I think that's... Really? Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, For that first part, yeah. For the first part, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I feel like I totally agree. Go on. So then, um, how long did it take you to learn all of the cards? So I honestly can't even give you, like, a number on that. I yeah. feel like... I kind of... Anyone that knows me, I kind of have this saying about being a lifelong student. And I yeah. say it for a lot of things. And I feel like that about tarot. Because yeah. I feel like sometimes, like, I think I know a card. And then I'll have a conversation with someone. 100%. Or, like, spend time with another reader. And I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah. I'm like, I never looked at that card like that before. And mm-hmm. I'm like, we had some getting to know each other to do. Yes. So I feel like I'm always relearning. The same them. way. Same way. So it's a continuous journey. Yeah. <laughs> I did. I will share this. I had what I am starting to realize through many conversations now, a very uh, uh, unique, um, I like when I, when I started to give readings in New York, um, that is another story about how that happened. It happened kind of like overnight, um, not like clients, but in a mm-hmm. store. I memorized all 78 in 24 hours. Oh, wow. Really? Uh, yeah. Because I have a very good memory and because I needed to know that I had a word or a phrase for all 78 before I took anyone's money. So I didn't know them, but (laughs) I had a word and I remembered, um, all of them. And I had to keep doing that like every time, but it, um, I think I don't know if this is anyone other than me, though. I feel like uh, I've shared before that, like, the first time I ever had the experience of hearing guides was that day mm-hmm. when I read for people um, but was memorized, was not looking in the book. And um, I say memorized, like, fucking that's memorized, but whatever. Um, <laughs> you're not, like, memorized until 
you're memorized, you know, but, um, I think that there's something to like considering learning them and then like forgetting everything, you know, and keep learning because I'm still like you. Like, I feel like I'm still like, I can't wait to have tea with this card and like really get to know them. Like, cause I have so many of them like that where I'm like, I don't know. Not really. I mean, not really, you know? Um, oh shit. My computer's running out of batteries. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> you want me to scoot over it? No, you're good. Okay, you're good. I'm just gonna unplug your phone. Oh, yeah, we have been like hanging out and it's been unplugged during that too. So <laughs> it makes sense. <laughs> this is like, oh, great. Okay. Everything's okay, everyone. But yeah, I, I memorized them and it helped me. It helped my intuitive process, but it was an accident. Like yeah. I didn't, I wasn't like planning to do that. But what you said still tracks for me. Like I still, like I had to, it's just the way my brain works. Like I had yeah. to know the structure in order to go in and be like, okay, what's the meat? But anyway. The keyword thing too, I think is really helpful. Cause then at least that gives you something to start with. Yeah. 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 Okay, so next we have... Reversals. Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah, do you pull daily cards for yourself? Which we just talked about a little bit, um, which you may have heard if you were already listening. I pull cards sometimes, but not yeah. daily. Um, yeah, I don't... I think... I got really excited when I first started learning tarot, and I would pull a card daily, but I quickly found that was too much for me. Um, mm-hmm. so I needed to scale it down. Yes. Yeah, totally. Same. Same. Okay. How did you, uh, okay. So the question that you had about what was just overcoming negativity in the community, I would just, just like, do your own thing, you know, like any community. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Who fucking cares? Like, fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do your own thing. Live your life. Girl. Yeah. Live, live your, your life. life. Yeah. Um, okay. So now this is like the really meaty part of it that I was really curious to talk about because you have two people on this podcast that one uses reversals and one doesn't. Yes. Queen. So this is like the perfect, the perfect question thing. for right now. Yes. So reversed cards. Uh, I guess, do you want to take that on first as someone who uses it or you want me to dive in? I mean, I feel like you should dive in. I really want to hear what you have to say. So reversed cards. um, When I started learning tarot, I did make the effort to learn what they mean because I felt (laughs) like I felt like it was like the way you were supposed to do it, (laughs) you know. So um, I was like, okay, fine. Let me learn how this works. But then I quickly noticed that I just found like almost a personal like distaste in my own being because. Yeah. If you're taking a certain amount of cards and turning them upside down, you have very high chances of getting reversed cards. So for me, that's when I decided to just like as my own personal style as a reader to not use them, especially as like a water dominant person. Like I'm really intuitive. The cards Mm -hmm. tell me things looking at them. So I feel like I can get the gist if like the message is like reversed or up by mm. everything happening around it like is it it's the back turns towards everyone else is this card isolated like i feel like there's so many ways the cards talk to me as a person individually not saying yeah. everyone should do this that i feel like i didn't want to use the extra step of reversals anymore and i was just working with what was in front of me yeah. to learn what it was trying to say that being said i've had like i know i'm like in the smaller percentage of people i know that you know, like I know most people that use them and it's like, I don't think anything's wrong with it. I think if you notice you're a person that does work better with reversals, 
then totally use them. Mm-hmm. I think it all goes kind of goes down to the kind of person that you are again. Totally. I mean, I'm not like passionate about reversals for sure. I know so many people, yourself included, who are, and I, by the way, I tell this to new readers all the time. Like, I'll sometimes name check people and I'm like, if you know this person from Instagram and you like them, they don't use reversals yeah. and they're choosing not to. You don't have to. It's okay. Like it, it really is like not necessary at all. Like it's so important to check in because the cards will speak to you yeah. in, in all kinds of different ways and all kinds of shades. And you don't need the reversals to do that. Um, I happen to use a circular deck so there's a lot of complexity embedded in the creation of the deck that is I I I really enjoy. Like I like that. Um and I'm attracted to the different tones and notes that come through cards to me when they're reversed or not reversed. Now having said that, I like you, um I I just hear I just hear guides when I read, so it doesn't matter. Like, that's really, like, I don't know that I've ever verbally admitted that. Like, it doesn't actually matter which way a card is pointed in my readings. Like, they're going to just override that, What whatever it is. Like, a lot of the time, the tower can be there, and it's great. And sometimes a really happy card can be there, and I can sense the melancholy around it just like you can, you know? Yeah. Um, but in answer to your question, so I want to echo that you don't have to use them, but reversals um, have, to for, for me to really tell you like what they are and how to use them, I'd have to literally take you card by card because some clusters are, when you get certain cards reversed, generally speaking, in my practice and my understanding, it's actually more positive, it's lighter, there's a shifting away, yeah. sometimes it's a resistance digging our heels in, but what we really have to come down to with any reversal that comes up is why would any human being resist anything? Why would any human being dig their heels in? Why would anyone throw tantrums? Fear. Ultimately, when we're working with a reversal, if you want to really generalize it, and in some ways, I don't even think we can do that because many reversals don't reflect this. But if you're working with the fool, in my relationship with my channel, which is as individuals as anyone else's, um, the full reverse is not like don't jump, you'll fall. It's letting you know you might be afraid to jump because you might be afraid to fail. Yeah. That's really different than the universe being like don't jump. So the reversal often taps us on the shoulder and lets us know for our own benefit and understanding that there's a deeper layer going on, there's a flavor to the card that we might not be aware of so if you're really, and I never, so again, another like perhaps like irresponsible thing for me to admit <laughs> is like I've never studied what anyone else has ever said about reversals. Like I just do what I'm told and yeah. what feels right because I find that they're really egregious a lot of the time. Like I will say that to anyone listening. This is a bold ass statement, but like. I don't know that I've ever read any treatment of reversals that I personally have like 100% signed off on. Now, who am I? But when I read something and I think for someone completely new, beginner to read this and think like this is what this card means. It's intense and it's really Is insane to me and irresponsible. And I think that that's not even the way that 
source works. Like, I don't think they're going to give you a message. And then when it's reversed, like the message is warped to the point where it's like, don't do it. Like, it's really like, what's your relationship to doing it? And how can you look deeper? But that's if you want to do reversals, because quite frankly, that shit's going to come through to you, whether you do it reverse or right side up. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, um, exactly. Yeah. So that's all I, that's all I'll say for this. And if you want to go deeper, I did like a whole podcast episode on reversals. So, um, you're welcome to look at that. Yeah. I don't really use Sage and I don't, I don't, I like do, but I don't when I read like mm-hmm. Paulo, maybe I use incense always. Um, yeah, I'm just going to use quickly... a little bit of Paulo and then, yeah. Yeah. And then I'm just going to rip through this, but, um, I, do call in guides me too before i read yeah i do i sure do yeah no there's a whole thing before i read (laughs) (laughs) me too i'm all about i'm all about ceremony yeah Um, and yet just to finish off with the last question that you have here is about number of times shuffling the deck my personal thing about that is like you probably learned i am intuition pisces like 300 percent here same so it's intuition like i just shuffle as many times as my intuition tells me and then i stop when i feel stopped totally yeah same Hope that helped, Kelsey. Do you want to do two more? How yeah. are you feeling? Yeah, I can. I'm up for two more. You up for two more? Yeah. Okay. That's so great. Okay, I lost my thing. Okay. Um. Oh, this is my last one. All right, I've got to really look look at this. <laughs> Choose wisely. I am gonna. I know. <laughs> well, there. Are, you know. There are a lot of like really good questions, but I have to admit, oh man, sorry, vamping. Um, Some of them too seem like they could be like a separate yeah. themed podcast also. I think so too. Oh man. Um, I'm going to go with number two. Okay. I, I have like a lot of feelings about number three and number 13. I, I want to answer them, but we're going to save them. And you may choose to answer them. Um, but I'm going to, I don't know. My gut is just telling me to answer this on this podcast. Okay. So Cardine asks, what spreads do you use with clients and why? If a challenging card comes up in the future, outcome position, do you pull more cards to help the querent find ways in the present to work toward a better outcome? So I think this is why I wanted to answer this. I um, really like the Mother Peace spread. It was just created by the Mother Peace ladies. It's sort of a more feminine take on the Celtic cross. I really like it. It works for me. And I'm kind of the person. I'm a bit of a utilitarian gal. Like if it works for me, like why fuck around? Mm -hmm. Um, I like the Mother Peace, but it's as personal as like what's your favorite food? Like I promise you if you're... The one thing I'll say that again this may be more common on my utilitarian nature is like I want the I like the mother piece spread because it does all the work for me because it tells me what's going on in the present in the subconscious what the overall lesson is it tells me where their ego's coming from in a way that's very helpful versus the overall picture it tells me kind of um the collective invitation around them as opposed to the individual. So there's a lot of good shit wrapped up in that. I like it and it helps me do my job really well. 
um, which is why I don't usually stray. But it totally depends. Like I know people who feel just as passionately about Celtic Cross and I completely understand that. It has never spoken to me. I don't know why ever. So um, I want it to. I wanted the Celtic Cross to love me. <laughs> I still do, but it just doesn't. Yeah. Um, what I will say though is baby Cardine. If a challenging card comes up in the future outcome position, do I pull more cards to help the client find ways in the present to work toward a better outcome? So this, I hope you're listening because this is maybe the most important thing, not to be egoic here. There's no bad card. So if you as the reader, even a little bit, are holding the belief that like, that's a tough outcome pull, it's your work to do with love. It doesn't mean that we can't face reality and understand that like no one loves to have a reading end on 10 of swords. But mm -hmm. if you're doing your work, which I'm not saying that you're not, we can always dip in and out of our level of willingness to do our work. Um, I don't pull more cards generally because I think that there's beauty in everything. And I think that there's a beautiful opportunity every time we pull an outcome or a future card that's a little tight to be able to bring some medicine to it because it is bringing a medicine and it's I have found for myself I won't speak like at you to you but if I'm believing like ooh, this is a really rough last pull that's my work to do and I like to really hold myself accountable to that because if I'm believing that somehow the client is even a little bit in a position of victim, it's not, it's no bueno for me anyway. But um, I recommend that you play with the idea you can pull extra cards. Like I feel like that's such a respectable, beautiful practice. Like it's gorgeous. Um, sometimes I pull qualifiers, but I would say that for the most part, if someone, like for example, if I do this full spread for someone and their last card is nine of swords, I legitimately, without trying to be a Pollyanna, I'm like, great. Where this is ending up for them is they get to fucking master their fear. They get yeah. to look their fear in the eye. They get to be liberated from the stuff that is fucking around with them from the shadows. It doesn't need to be traumatizing. It's liberating. And I know that because I've lived that card. So if you, the more we live our tarot deck, that just comes with time, the more oh, yeah. we live Definitely. these cards. Yeah, like, I mean, it just, it, it's like years of shit, you know. The more we live these energies and these invitations, the more excited I get to be like, guess what? <laughs> You're in the devil. And this is great news because it is great news. It's like, ultimately, they're all bringing liberations. Yeah. So yeah, I, 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 um, I encourage you to, extend a strong hand up into the medicine of a card versus hedging around the idea that it could be a bad card or somehow a scary card because that's really the reader's work I think mm -hmm. is to work on the relationship at least that's the work I hold myself rigorously accountable like I had to I had to have a real come to Jesus with myself about the moon because I, there was yeah. a, there was a, a period of time a couple of years ago where I was really like, I don't like this card. 
You can cough on air. It's fine. Um, (laughs) I do that all the time, much to my listener's chagrin. But yeah, I didn't like it. And I was, um, it was coloring. For Mm -hmm. me, it's a tiny bit. When I say coloring, I mean like a percent. It was like ending up in the final pure product. But like, I was like, you can't do that. Like, that's not, it's not part of this. Like, what are you, what is your work on this? How are you sitting in the unknown? Yeah. You know? And I really was like, because <laughs> I like wasn't doing it, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. What's your response to this? Um, I mean. Do you have anything to say? I think, I think I don't. Um, I'm just reviewing the question one more time. Let's see. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I guess I just, I try to look for the like, you know, it's like, oh, where, all right, well, where am I in terms of yeah. that and what do I do? I think it could also just be that whole like eighth house attitude kind of a yeah. thing. And I don't know. I've also too, I'm the kind of reader sometimes that if I pull more cards, I just mess myself up more. So oh. I tend not to pull more. Mm-hmm. It's like, it just gets really dramatic for me if I pull more cards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but again, yeah, it's like, I think everything that was said can all be like really good tools and medicine for you to like dive into that and uh cool the attitude you want to get around mm-hmm. those cards but yeah i think that's it for my two cents sweet <laughs> last question yeah okay so um i was scrolling through this and i think there is one just really <laughs> kind of beautifully simple one here mm. that is simple but yet there's it's again a vast <laughs> yeah thing again Universe. and i think that feels like a good closeout so i'm yeah. gonna do that one um okay so Morgan asks, do you find, do you find you have a different interpretation for different decks? Oh my God. That's a great question. And this is a great question because this is like me screaming yes mm-hmm. <laughs> to this because there is seriously, um, I have a few decks I can think of that one card in one just feels like a really specific energy, but then like yes. in another deck, it feels really like, oh, like mm-hmm. for example, um, I love and I'm obsessed with Tarot the Cat People because I am a cat person that's here on Earth <laughs> visiting. Amazing. And Tarot the Cat People, I feel like, is like what I really look like and what the place that I'm from looks like. Yes, queen. So that deck just speaks to me. But I have a hard time reading with it because some of those cards, like ones that are favorites in other decks, mm-hmm. are just, it's so intense in Tarot the Cat People. There's one that I can't think of right now. It's a card I love, but like, in Tarot of the Cat People, even though I can't get the number in my head right now, they just make the card look so intense and it actually makes me uncomfortable mm. in Tarot of the Cat People. Even though in every other deck I have, I like know that card. Like we're homies. Like we hang yeah. out. I'm just like, hey, what's <laughs> up? But whenever I pull it in Tarot of the Cat People, I'm like, who are you? Leave me alone. So, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I think it's a yes. The artwork can really change some things. Yeah. 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 I mean, absolutely. I, I, my, I don't know that it's as pronounced for me because I do not use really other decks. So I feel like I'm respectfully out of my depth with this question, believe it or not, because I I tend to work in a way that is largely deckless because yeah. I don't even like care. I'm just like, whatever. So in that way, like you, I think are much more affected by the artwork than I am, which I yeah, feel like is so I special. Also, I work with a lot of different decks. So, mm. um, so you really let that wash over you. Yeah. See, I like don't do that. Isn't that so interesting? It is. And that's like a, it says a lot even just about the world of tarot and I people know. who are like, I seriously have 
Right now I have 14 decks, but I used to have 20 something and Mm. I released a lot of them last year. Now I'm down to 14. That's Um, beautiful. And I just use them all for different things and like different parts of my life. Um, I had ones that I used in my 20s that the artwork is just like, I gave all those away because I'm obviously not that person anymore. Um, But I think... For you, uh, for Morgan, if you do have a few decks and you just want to like kind of experiment with what you know, um, I would say kind of, well, I guess it depends on your personality. Say if like the the four of cups looks really different in two different decks yeah. that you have. And in one, you're kind of like, okay, so this is what I need to do. I need to just like, you know, take yeah. a step back or whatever. And another one, you're like, wait, huh? This seems more active than the other one. Just kind of work with your intuition and yeah. the deck. And then maybe the one that has maybe a more active visual is kind of like, well, while you're recuperating with your mm-hmm. downtime or whatever, maybe you should also stay busy with the craft. Yeah. You know, who knows? Just like explore your brain and yeah. explore what comes up for you. I think that's amazing. And, you know, I'm, I'm like going to retract slightly. Like, of course I do. I don't know why the fuck I just said that I don't. Of course I do. I don't think that I see it enough, but I I, I I absolutely observe that all decks have different frequencies. Definitely, and like, yeah. You, I, I do try. I don't use other decks very often with other... I never use other decks with other people, but I, when I read, I am aware of something different. But I think if I were reading with people different you know with different decks it would be different so yeah the answer is yes exactly yeah. as you said and i think one quick good example of this i'm actually there was two decks i was thinking of in my mind so i love um i love the hierophant in like a number of decks but like in some that card's so structured and rigid rigid mm. the way that card is drawn sometimes brings me back to the way i used to feel about that card so if the artwork is like cold and yeah. square and like, but if he's just kind of chilling with some flowy stuff on, I'm like, all right, <laughs> you we can, can get hang down out. I'm listening to the lesson. So yeah, you could still, I think the medicine of that card could still be pretty much the same, just whatever the changes are and why you feel a certain mm-hmm. way, maybe explore while that's coming up. Because maybe that. the artist did it like that for a reason. I love that. Anything else? yeah no i think that's all i had to say saying <laughs> we've said so much it's like two hours <laughs> well i hope everyone enjoyed this and thank you so much for being here anias you honor us with your depth and wisdom and i love being here so i was very excited to be back again. i love having you here thank you for being my first repeat guest and Yay. um any shout outs any plugs are you doing anything that you'd like people to know about um, I, I have some stuff in the works, mm-hmm. so I guess just stay tuned. Yeah, it's Mercury Great. Retrograde. I don't, I you don't feel like I should shit. announce anything right now, but uh, yeah, just stay tuned because, you know, everything mm-hmm. that goes on with me, I share on Instagram. So yeah. just follow Mystical, At- Man- Mystical Mandrake Group as yeah. one word on Instagram. Um, I do have a lot of stuff coming up that I will be announcing in January after Mercury Retrograde, and that's when you will see what's going on. Amazing. Yeah, yeah I've got nothing to plug. I feel like next week I will. Um, I am opening my books like a fool um, <laughs> this week for reading, so if you've wanted to book a reading with me for January and or and February... We'll see how that goes, but (laughs) (laughs) I've got a real healthy sense of humor around that already, but, um, 
that is technically opening on the 15th, one day after the net neutrality vote. So we'll see. Yeah. We'll just see. Uh, and also, call your senators for that. It's very yes, important. Please. please. Um, and on that note, <laughs> thank you for being here. Thank, thank you, Anais. And I'll thank see you. everyone next week. <laughs> Bye. Bye.